Good morning, everyone. For today's homily, I just want to give us a little short recap of what's, what's happening this last couple of weeks. And so we know that we obviously went through Holy Week very recently, a couple weeks ago. And so on Good Friday, we know Jesus has just died on the cross for us, and he's taken all of our sins upon himself, and he has saved us. And so on Sunday, what happens? He rises physically, body and soul, from the dead. And so Jesus is now risen. We have, this is a resurrection scene. And so Jesus has appeared again to his apostles and disciples, and he basically, he's showing them again his hands, his side, and his feet, basically saying to them, I have just conquered sin and death. And so all of us need to take that in, keep taking it in, that Jesus has just risen from the dead, and he basically says to all of us in this gospel, he says, let not, no, let not your hearts be troubled. He says to everyone in this church, he says, don't worry. Don't have anxiety. Stop freaking out about everything. He says, look at me. This is what I've done. I have just conquered death. So Jesus right now, even if the Roman soldiers, they would come to him again and they tried to kill him, he actually couldn't die. When Jesus enters the room in the upper room in Jerusalem, he literally passes through the walls. If a truck were to hit Jesus, he can't die anymore. Nothing could kill him. He's literally conquered sin and death. No more death. And so that's why he says to you and to me today, he says, let not your hearts be troubled. You know, a lot of times in our life today, we have so much stress and anxiety and fear, but we need to listen to Jesus' words. Because if we really believe what Jesus did for us on Good Friday and what he's done for us by rising from the dead, he looks at his apostles and says, stop worrying. I got it. I've done this for you. And so he says something. He says, I'm going to my father. So he's preparing us now for his ascension. He's about to rise. And he says, I'm going to my father's, to my father's house and there are many rooms, many translations say that there are many mansions in my father's house. Yesterday I asked the first Holy Communion kids, I was like to them, how many of you want to live in a mansion? And they all raised their hands like, yes, mansion. And I was like, okay, not earthly mansion, heavenly mansions. And so what Jesus is basically doing now, the image he's using is that we know that Jesus is the groom, okay? The groom is the man who's who, who is preparing the bride. He's getting married. So Jesus is using the image of, let's say, a Jewish marriage. Okay, I'm going to explain this. Okay, don't lose me. Don't lose you. Okay, a Jewish marriage. Jesus is the groom, and he's saying, I'm going to my father's house, and I'm preparing a place for my bride, the church. We are the bride of Christ, not in a weird way. The church is the bride of Jesus. And Jesus is basically saying, I'm the groom. I'm going to my father's house and I'm preparing a mansion, a place for you. So don't worry. Don't have anxiety. I'm going ahead, ahead of you, to prepare a place for you. And so what Jesus is doing now, he's also preparing that he's going to the Father, and he's going to send his Holy Spirit next at Pentecost. So he's ascending, and he's going to send his Holy Spirit upon all of us at Pentecost, to sanctify the church. And Jesus says, he says, I will come again. 
and where I am, I will take you to myself. So he says, basically, he's warning them, I'm coming back. I'm going, but I am coming back. And so if we look at the book of Revelation, Jesus, basically, what he describes is coming back as you're preparing for a wedding feast. So Jesus, uh, he calls the second coming basically a wedding where the bride meets the groom, okay? And he says the bride, she's going to be wearing garments, clothing of righteous deeds. So right now, I don't know if you noticed, wedding season has started at St. George, okay? Wedding season has started. You know, we have about 300 weddings. We have like 200 weddings this summer. And so wedding season has started. And so an image that Jesus is trying to give us is basically... This is the moment where the bride is getting ready. You know, when a man's getting ready to get married, how long does it take him? Literally 15 seconds. He doesn't even have to comb his hair. I'm bald. You know, you don't have to do anything. And the bride, how long does she spend getting ready? From morning till afternoon, doing her hair. She needs like 16 hours to get ready, whatever it is. And then finally she comes through these big doors of St. George Church, bigger than a cathedral door, whatever they are. And she's walking in like bridezilla coming through. It's her day. Okay, she's coming through. Okay. So this is the image Jesus is giving. It's the glorious moment. So everyone in the church stands up and we all get silent and we look at the bride. We look at her. She's beautiful. She's wearing a crown from Dream Dollar. She's wearing a beautiful encrusted pearl dress. This is her moment. This is the moment she's been waiting for. She's been bothering the secretary with thousands of text messages. Okay, yeah, so she's ready. So Jesus is basically saying, we are the bride. We are getting ready for that big day. We're getting ready for our big day. And so how do we do that? So Jesus says there are many mansions in my father's house. And that's very important to understand that not all of us are going to be the same in heaven. We're not going to be the same. We're going to be different. And so how are we preparing ourselves for that day when we meet the groom? We have to get ready to meet the groom. And not like a regular wedding where we're just preparing our hair and makeup or whatever is going on, but preparing our soul. Because Jesus says you're going to be clothed not in a fancy wedding dress, but your dress is going to be deeds of righteousness. It's going to be deeds of everything you've done on earth, all the good things, the acts of love, every time you took care of your screaming child in the middle of the night, every time you helped the poor. This is what you're going to be wearing on the day you meet Jesus. Okay, so how do we do that? Another imagery, because some people don't like the bride and the groom imagery, because you know, men, men don't usually like that. But another imagery is that St. Paul gives is basically a man who's training for like an Olympic game. He says, look at these athletes in Corinth, in Greece. They're training their bodies. Their Olympic stars get up every single morning, 5 a.m. They do these crazy works workouts. They're, you know, maybe half of you are getting ready for the spring, so you're going tanning, doing your eyelashes, whatever's going on for, you know, whatever's going on for is, you know, I'm like, I got to look good for the summer, whatever it is. I go to Lifetime five days a week. St. Paul says the same thing. People work so hard. The Olympic athletes work so hard for a crown that perishes. But how come you don't work hard for a crown that is imperishable by practicing your spiritual life? So sometimes as a priest, you know, I kind of go crazy trying to get people to pray. Like, what should I tell them? Okay, what should we tell the people? How do we, how do we encourage people to pray? St. Paul says... Look at these athletes. They get up 5 o'clock in the morning. Some of these swimmers, they get up literally picking up a tractor tire 
just so he can, every single morning, so he can get strong enough to win a medal. But what do we do for us, for our souls, really getting ready for the groom? Are we getting ready? Because Jesus says, keep watch, pray. You don't know the day, you don't know the hour, I'm coming back. He says, prepare yourself, get ready. Get ready. And so there's a few different ways that Jesus comes back. He comes back every single Sunday at Mass. He's literally back. We are prepared. Literally, his glory is here. We, when we die, we're literally going to meet the Lord. And the second and the third one is his coming again. So what are we doing? So I really recommend the month of May. Today's the first day of May. It's the month of Mary. Honestly, Mother Mary helps us prepare our homes in heaven. If it wasn't for Honestly, for the rosary really helping me to meditate on the life of Christ, I don't know what I would do. So we have to think of simple ways to prepare our souls for this day. I really recommend during the month of May, as a family, pray with your kids the rosary. Pray the rosary with your family. I know that might seem a lot to ask, but really do your best to find a way to pray. It doesn't have to always just be the rosary. Come visit our chapel. You know, the weather is getting really nice. And the temptation is, I drop church, I drop adoration, I drop visiting the grotto, I drop my prayer life. It's like time to have fun. And so I want us to really be preparing this summer, this spring, to really, to let's say we were going to meet the Lord. And so let's pray, let's focus on Jesus, figuring out, okay, am I meditating on the Bible? Am I praying? Am I visiting the Eucharist? Am I challenging myself even early in the morning before I go to work? 10, 15, 20 minutes am I praying because this is going to make a big difference. I can say for me as a priest, if I'm not praying, if I get busy with like office work, oh, the, oh it's bad. I have to, I have to, it's a self-check day. I have to be like, oh, it's, it's a nightmare. If I think I can live my life without prayer, oh, priesthood will fall apart. And so it's the same thing for everyone here. I really ask you to really reflect and ask the Lord, how are we preparing truly to become a beautiful bride that is going to meet her groom? Amen.